This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Good morning, soulful people. Allison Crow here, and this is episode number 88 of the Better Life, Better Work show. And I actually today am working off of a list. (laughs) I don't normally do that. Um, I want to talk about ways to center when you are affected by circumstantial anxiety, which is kind of an oxymoron. Um, And so two of the things that I'm talking about this particular week are the COVID-19 virus, coronavirus, and the political climate. So this was also Super Tuesday. And um, I have been in a lot of anxiety, and I want to share with you how I'm processing that anxiety. And it was funny, as I as I wrote down the things I want to share, I want to talk about with you guys, and I'm going to finish this episode with a little mini meditation just for our hearts. Um, I wrote down, I, I went to my website to see what episode I was on, and I saw that I was on episode 88. And to me, the eights are infinity symbols that remind me exactly of where I'm going to end up on this podcast today. So yes, this is episode number 88, Ways to Center When You Are Affected by Circumstantial Anxiety. And then I will also be talking about as a business owner who is running an event during an international pandemic. (laughs) Okay, how are we going to handle that one? That one's an interesting one. Okay, so the first thing I noticed that um, most of the week I was in my head around circumstances. So the circumstances that are present for me right now, um, the political climate, I have very specifically decided that I do care about that. I care about the conversations. I care about what's going on. Um, I care about people that, it, you know, it might not affect my life who um, is in office anywhere, but it does affect a lot of people I know. And so I care about those people. We all know I'm a bleeding heart liberal. (laughs) Um, We also know that I try to be a stand for acceptance and tolerance in my own self. And that has been a major growing process. And then the other thing is this COVID-19, this um, virus that is spreading. And so as an individual, I personally work from home. I, it, again, it probably will not affect me as an individual. And I have people flying in all over the world to a live event in Austin, Texas at the end of April. And I have received a lot of money from that. I have a um, agreement with the hotel. We have catering to order. There's all kinds of business decisions on the back end of this that you may or may not be aware of. And so as my office is often social media, most of my social media has been cleared out of political post um, because I, I have to really be wise about um, how I 
research and what I expose myself to as far as drama in politics. Because I'm prone to anxiety, as much positivity and my thought, I my the shadow side of me can run amok with my thoughts. And so here's the thing. You might be like me. You're a high achiever. You're a high-minded thinker. And you're not willing to buffer out the difficult things. So today, I want to talk about six things um, to help you manage this. So number one is better out than in. My friend Tracy Lee always says, I think it's she has a thing called pearls in her tool, toolbox, little wisdom things. And number one is better out than in. And so this morning, I had a scheduled call. Um, every other Friday, I do a coaching call with a colleague. And we kind of trade conversations and coaching and things we want to talk about. And I said, yeah, I need a little mental boost about this uh, coronavirus. And last week, when it really started getting big, I actually reached out to my mastermind sisters. And I said, hey, I'm running this event. There's a a lot of money that I've already been paid. People have already bought tickets. Uh, You know, there's a responsibility to the hotel. And I was starting to get worried. And I thought, well, instead of worry, just like I said in one of the most recent podcasts, solve the future problem. So I was like, okay, instead of worrying about it, let me solve the future problem. And so I got some great... Uh, tactical advice from my colleagues. They reminded me of the contracts, um, the force majeure clause in my contract with the hotel. That if there is some of, you know, some thing that whether it's by the government or the city or the hotel decides or the world explodes, that we're out of our contracts. Um, and then the other thing was like a, a girlfriend told me, you know, she said she's going to a conference and the conference has stated that their policy is if the planes aren't flying, if like if the airline shut down, then they will um, only then will they reschedule whatever. So that was that was a good step last week. And I let my I let my attendees know that I am watching and paying attention. I'm not ignoring the fact that this is going on. I'm not ignoring the fact that they've paid me money and that seven weeks from now, although this was last week, eight weeks from now, we have an event. And it's a wait and see situation. And so being somebody who likes to control things, it's a wait and see. But doing those two things, now here's, I have a caveat for better out than in. Um, especially when talking with friends, be really mindful about who you speak with because I want to seek wise counsel. So sometimes as human beings, we have the, um, we can choose to find people who will agree with us. (laughs) We choose to find people that will bring us down or bring us way up. And what I wanted to find was wise counsel. I wanted to talk with people that understood um, from a business perspective. I wanted to talk with people that um, are high-minded. And I wanted to talk with people that don't buffer and disassociate from uncomfortable feelings. And so... um, Talking with a wise friend and gathering smart data and reminding myself that we can do hard things. Now, here's what's interesting about talking with friends. Before I had talked with my mastermind colleagues, I was in a mental panic, right? So I was keeping all this in my head instead of debriefing it out, sorting through my uh, thoughts. And then today, before I talked to Kay, 
who's um, also a participant at my event. And, um, you know, she really helped me be practical and neutral and problem solving without getting into fear. And so, um, you know, when I told her, I said, I don't have the luxury as a business owner doing this event, I don't have the luxury of just ignoring the news. Dogs are going to be dogs this morning. That's just what it is. Um, I don't have the luxury. Like it's not, it's not prudent business. It's not respectful of my clients. And so she was like, you're right. You have to pay attention, but I also can't froth, right? So I have to gather smart data, talk with a wise friend and process this out loud. And so um, if I had come on Wednesday to do my podcast, which sometimes I record on Wednesday, I wasn't quite, I hadn't got enough of it out of my system. I hadn't processed it in my journal. Um, I wouldn't have been ready to talk about it, right? It would have, I, I might've been in a more panic state, but I'm feeling much more calm and neutral. So the second thing you can do, so number one is better out than in, talk with a wise friend, gather smart data. Um, number two, remember what I can control and what I can't. <laughs> and this is huge for anybody that suffers from anxiety. Now, I will say in the positive psychology and personal development field, we can often use this as a buffer to avoid uncomfortable feelings. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, and in my thoughts, I have to remember what is a neutral fact and what is something that I can control. I can call it, control my reactions. I can control my decisions. What I cannot control is what... Um, I, I can't control this virus. I can't control what the government officials do. I can't control what the hotel does. I can't control my clients' responses, right? So I have to really actually narrow in and kindly figure out what we can control, right? And so if you're anxious about anything or affected by whether it's politics, COVID-19, your mother's cancer, figure out what you can control and what you can't control and focus in on what you can do. And I thought it was funny this week, I was having a conversation with a client who's in the middle of a real estate transaction and it hasn't been really fun. And real estate transactions are notoriously stressful because there is so much you cannot control. And we let our mind attach to those things and it causes a lot of worry and anxiety. And so um, remembering what I can and what I can't control. Now, here is the one that many people skip over and I'm a stand for the psychological health of allowing myself to feel but not go into froth. And so there is nothing wrong with fear or disappointment or even anxiety. And in the past, um, the totally positive Enneagram 7 version of me was like, nope, it's only going to be perfect. Um, and at some point, that's actually shoving down an emotion that needs to be felt and needs to be connected to the thought that's causing it and allow myself to feel the sensations in my body. And so recognizing, oh, I feel disappointed. Oh, I feel nervous. Oh, I feel one of the things I'm a little ashamed. I don't know that I'm ashamed to tell you, but one of the things I'm like, I had a lot of people register for Camp Star Heart last week. 
Last week, a lot of people, they paid full price. This is the fullest Camp Starheart has ever been. And my mind got in all these fear things about what if I have to refund all this money? What if we have to cancel the event? Um, I won't get to see my people. What if they're, you know, just all these silly little thoughts. But I, taking away the thoughts, just noticed I felt a little bit of fear. I felt a little bit of concern for them, for me, for my bank account, for this event. Event. Um, and not letting ourselves go into froth. So froth is like when you notice something and then you, I make more drama out of it, right? And so recognizing, you know, sometimes being an entrepreneur is intense. There's hard things to do. Leroy, stop. Love that. I'm recording a podcast and my dog decides to come in and lick my legs. <laughs> So weird. Maybe he's soothing me, right? And so I love that. Leroy, thank you for coming in and licking my legs, which generally doesn't feel soothing, but it is soothing to dogs. Um, so, right. So what we've got to do, instead of just bypass our uncomfortable feelings, learning how to feel them and soothe them. And then when we make a mental adjustment, the mental adjustment is real. It is not just glossed over the difficult feelings. And so that was one of the other things I came to in my conversation with Kay this morning. It was like, oh, navigating COVID-19 as a business owner who has an event planned is hard and I can do hard things. And when I just come to that, it's so much less I mean, yeah, it's something hard and I, I just have to kind of wait and see and I have to pay attention and make some real-time decisions and I have to trust and I have to gather information and data and it's challenging. It's not ease and I can do hard things. <laughs> okay, so allow myself to feel. So yesterday I was actually in a lot of anxiety. The other thing I was feeling uh, yesterday was just a little cultural, you know, y'all, we've all been living in crazy political climate. Many of the people I know on both sides of the aisle um, have uh, just have a lot of thought and energy and emotion uh Paying attention to politics. And uh, in the in the professional development world, sometimes people are like, oh, I never pay attention to that. That is your personal choice, and it is my personal choice to pay attention. I feel like it's an important part of my civic duty to pay attention, to be educated, to be informed. Um, I, I do. I heard something the other day. I don't even remember where it was. It might have even been a podcast, and it was like, you don't have to save the world. And there is this, this part of my soul that wants to save the world. I'm in a helping profession. And I, as a, from a child, from, a, from, excuse me, from being a young child, I always wanted to make things better and just. Right. And so, of course, my paradigm in the world is what is just. And um, I know that we had a lot of big elections this week and there are responses and seeing people's responses is so fascinating to me and my responses. And, you know, I sat at a table with four people yes, uh, last week. Was this last week or was it this week? It was, it was before the, um, the primaries here in Texas uh, last week. I sat with four people who all happened to be on the Democratic side of the aisle. And all four of us voted for different people. My husband and I voted for different people. And it was so, it was just interesting to listen to people's reasons and thoughts. And, and because I do pay attention, I see all of this. 
So um, that was another thing, like, and just feeling the, one of the other things I'll acknowledge that I'm feeling, I did, I voted for Elizabeth Warren. Um, I, I, have a, I have a lot of feelings about, I have a lot of thoughts, not a lot of feelings, but I felt the collective, um, I felt outside of politics, this whole um, dialogue that, you know, when a woman, when a woman is, how, how women can be dismissed, whether or not that's true for the election. But I just, I felt the collective, I felt the collective, a woman's voice doesn't matter. I felt the stories of when my voice didn't matter. I felt, um, I felt a collective emotional, um, people not listening. <laughs> And that's life. Like, it's neutral. It's happening, right? Um, and so I see a lot of people on the live stream, and I know y'all know I'm recording, <laughs> but I don't see any comments, so I sure hope you can hear. It says there's eight of you here. And so I was feeling that. I saw that some of my friends were upset. I saw, you know, my, my husband and I have been listening to podcasts in the morning. He did not vote for Elizabeth Warren. He doesn't. Well, I'm not going to talk about his political beliefs. Um, but I felt the, you know, as these decisions are being made, we as human beings and in our societies and in our cultures and in our beliefs, we make up, you know, we have thoughts and those thoughts become feelings. And so there's a lot of feelings going on, right? And then we have this tornado in Nashville. I know a lot of people there. Um, Y'all, life is... I'm not dismissing it, but since the beginning of time, shitty things have been happening. And so as a human being, we navigate both good and shit, right? So um, my fourth one, and this is what I did yesterday. I didn't have any more appointments. I certainly had a lot of computer work I could have done, but um, get off technology and get into nature, don't just get out of the house and go to the gym, but get away from the screens, get away from the TV screens, get away from the computer screens. And um, my husband and I ran an errand to the bank yesterday. We stopped and got some ice cream, and then we took our dog to walk through the San Gabriel River, North Fork. Um, and we just, I, I couldn't see a telephone pole from where I was. Um, I did take a few pictures, but then I put my phone back and just enjoyed the trees and the water and the nature and the fields and the hill country. And um, I did not quite hug any trees that might have been good for me, but just, you know, we need to ground in nature. We need to get in something bigger than ourselves. So that's number four is get off technology and get in nature. Um other ways I've been getting off of technology is uh, taking Twitter off my phone. <laughs> Twitter is not, it's just not helpful for me right now. So just taking it off and deciding. And even though it's like I'm on my phone and I'm cruising through my, you know, Facebook, then to Instagram, then to, oh, wait, there is no Twitter. It's interesting how addicted to these devices we get and, and how addicted I am, right? And so giving your brain a break um, number five, definitely limit news. So this is interesting because so much news these days, no matter where you watch it, is uh, people's 
pontificating instead of the information and how much information is we getting are, are we getting is true and so um like with the COVID-19, I um, am trying to pay attention to, I don't know what to pay attention to, to be honest. I can't, I, what I can and can't control. And so I'm trying to pay attention to what Austin is saying. What does the city, what is this, is the city coming up with any regulations? Um, and it does not do me any good to watch any of the news stations where they spend an hour talking about something. I just need a little bit of information. I need to know, are airlines still flying? Uh, I think we all know how to protect ourselves. And I need to find, you know, I'm trying to gather data to make a wise choice about this event without going into hysteria, right? Most of my clients have told me they're not worried at all. They're still planning on coming, right? And I, I'm, I'm technically not worried and I want to make some wise choices. But spending my time watching three hours of the news in the morning, in the evening, going to news on my phone. So that's the other thing I had to take off as I had to take off the news things. And yet I still find myself going to Google News. And I noticed that when I'm going to gather that information, I'm actually trying to feel better. I'm hoping that there will be some information that soothes my anxiety and that will never soothe my anxiety. And so giving my brain a mental state break from that is so important. Um, number six. So this is fun. I'm going to ask my, um, I don't know where this picture came from. I don't know how to give it to her credit. But this was huge. I'm actually going to use this in my comedy show. Um, yes, I'm doing a stand-up live comedy show in Austin at my live event. Um, is knowing, number six, is knowing it all works out in the end. And recently, I realized this is a podcast and you can't see, so don't go write some fucking review about how I'm talking about a visual. <laughs> it's happened. Um, so there is a picture and... The picture is of a restaurant sign and it says Dolores Restaurant. And the, in the word Dolores, D-O-L-O-O is electronically out. It's blacked out. And so in the top line, there are the letters R-E-S. And in the bottom words of restaurant, the um, R-E-S on the bottom line is actually electronically blacked out as well. And the sign still says restaurant. And so I'm going to make this the cover photo of the um, podcast. So if you want to actually see it, and it is, I showed it to my group coaching sessions. I showed it to my individual. I posted it on my wall. Um, hat tip to my accountant, Jessica, for posting it in one of her groups. And it was like, even though life is messy, it all works out. And that's been one of the things that really I don't want to use it all works out to bypass all the difficult things because to me that created more anxiety. It actually created depression. I've talked about this before. Depression was depressing all that down. And so if I feel anxiety more, it's because I'm actually feeling things and I'm okay with that. And I'm learning how to manage that. And I hope that you are too. So remembering that it all works out in the end, and I'll tell you all something kind of weird about me. 
Um, I don't even, this, this was a while back. This was either, this might've even been before the last major uh, election. And there was already a political climate of crazy, 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 divisiveness, divisiveness, divisiveness. And I'm feeling both my own personal, familial and collective emotions about it. And, um, I go, I, so the other thing I've done during this time, my clients know this. The other thing I had done during this time was watch all this British, um, it's, um, what, historical fiction. Okay, so I'd watched all this British historical fiction. <clears throat> and seeing how um, the British monarchy through the years went through religion and politics. I'm a big outlander person and outlander is a historical fiction. And so the politics, especially in the first few seasons of that. And it was fascinating to me because here we are going through this thing in, you know, the 2000s and yet cultures and communities have been going through political um, power, economic, socioeconomic bullshit since the beginning of time. And so I'm going through, I'm with my girlfriend, Wendy, and we're in London, which is my favorite city in the world. Um, we're in London and we're going through Westminster Abbey. And Westminster Abbey is actually a, not only is it a church, but it's a crypt. All the kings, not all of them, but many of the kings and queens and leaders and religious leaders and scholars and definitely queens and kings are built in there. Um, to the extent, like in the, I think it's called the narthex, right? So it's shaped like a cross. And in each side of the cross are two half-sisters that killed each other, right? They were fighting over who should be with the Catholics or the Protestants. And one sister was Catholic and the other was Protestant. And we had one of them killed, right? Like this is how much their politics and religion divided them is that they killed family members over it, right? And so, and this this happened. Um, and this was the white people. We're not even talking about how um, <laughs> marginalized people, this is rich white monarchy is still killing each other. And so we don't even know how the marginalized were screwed at this time. And so I walk around and at the very end, I need someone from England to go to Westminster Abbey and find out whose it is. But at the very end, so while I'm doing this, I'm also tapping into my, some of my intuitive and psychic and listening hearings. And I'm really going through this phase of, of trying to understand as a human being, as a spiritual being, I'm trying to understand um, this thing called life that we're all living and so I, at the very end, you know, you're not supposed to touch anything, but I sneak and I touch this giant metal box. I, it, the year on it was 1300 something and there was a king in it. I don't know who, but I, as I get to the end, I touch the metal box and I just collectively ask and say, there are a lot of souls whose bodies are buried here that were a part of ruling and ruining countries. There are a lot of leaders. There are a lot of, you know, their day of thought leaders. There are a lot of, what do we need to know? What do I need to know about this thing called life? And I did, I heard this collective since the beginning of time, we've been fighting about religion, power, and politics. And um, I heard, don't take it so seriously. 
I did not hear dismiss it, but I kind of heard it's like a both and, and I talk about this. This is the theme of Camp Starheart. It's a both and, right? It's a both and. Yes, take it seriously, but don't take it seriously. Life is a paradox. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, episode number 88, two infinity loops. We are here on this journey living the infinity loop that we're in right now. For me, that is not an excuse to just go for a ride. I want to be actively and mentally and emotionally um, involved in a healthy way. I want to support you guys in um, recognizing how to manage being a human being during both good and difficult times. Because I do believe when we know how to lovingly manage our psychology, our mind, body, and spirit, we can have a more fulfilling life, even though there is good shit and difficult shit. And so here's my six things, and then I'm going to lead us in a mini meditation. Number one was better out than in. Talk with wise counsel. Not just any old friend, but wise counsel. Number two, remember what you can and can't control. Number three, allow yourself to feel difficult feelings. Please do not bypass them. Feel them, acknowledge them, soothe them. Do not turn them into drama. It's not helpful to move it into drama. Number four, get off technology and spend some time in nature. Number five, limit news, <laughs> limit media. Number six, it all works out in the end, like the restaurant sign. It never quite looks out like we thought, but somehow it all works out. And, and I want to remember that. I choose to say in the end, it always works out. And it's not easy for any of us. And it's certainly not easy. So if we're talking about politics and COVID-19, it's certainly not easy for marginalized people. And COVID-19 is certainly, you know, it's it's easy for me to not worry about it. I'm a healthy 48-year-old woman. But uh, senior people that already have compromised immune systems and disabled people, it's a big fucking deal, right? So it's another both and situation. All right. Before we go into the mini episode, uh, mini meditation, which originally was just going to do a meditation because I was uh, so anxious, I just didn't know anything to do but meditate. And instead, I really thought through, and I feel much better today, and I hope hope this helps you feel better too. But I do want to let you know that my membership is open. I'm not doing a big hard launch or push, but right now I've opened the doors to my coaching membership where we do business calls on Mondays. We do live calls on Wednesdays. There's a huge um, community of support and you get live coaching with me for $222 a month. I'm kind of like a general practitioner as far as coaches. I actually have a really wide breadth of mystic all the way to logistic. Just yesterday I shared was we were talking about um, marketing calendars and um, the strategy of building a marketing calendar that supports you emotionally, a sales calendar throughout the year so that you're not selling 24-7, etc. Um, in life coaching this week, we talked about, um, God, we talked about the, the obligation to fulfill your purpose. And one of my clients said something about like, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing big enough. And then today I'm cleaning my flat. And when he said, I'm cleaning my flat, I just started sobbing. And something came through that even cleaning your home is holy. It's a part of your purpose. 
And so if you want to check that out, you can go to coachwithallison.com or soulful, with two L's, soulfulsuccess.info and find out the information and join us today if you like. And so with that, let's take a breath together. This is number seven, is spend time in meditation. It definitely helps center yourself when a lot is going outside. So take a moment and just begin to be aware of your heartbeat. Begin to be aware of your breath. And notice without judging your surroundings. You may be in a quiet place or you may be in the car. If you're in the car, don't close your eyes if you're driving. And just begin to bring awareness to your breath. This beautiful body and spirit mechanism that happens without you even trying, your breath still goes. And begin to take your breaths slower and deeper into your belly into your diaphragm. And allow your thoughts to cross from your surroundings to the edge of your body and into your body. Almost as if they are swimming in your bloodstream And allow your awareness to come to your heart and your heartbeat. Still breathing. And from this mindful and aware place, allow the wisdom of your version of spirit to drop in through the top of your head, down through your throat, and meet you in your heart. Then feel your feet, wherever they are, and follow the bottom of your feet through whatever surface they are on to the earth. My feet are on a pillow, which is on the floor, which is on a concrete slab. And beneath that concrete slab is Mother Earth, fully grounded. And allow that energy and wisdom to come up through the bottom of your feet, through your legs, through your hips, through your groin, through your belly, and meet in your heart. Take a nice deep breath, just centering there. Remember that you can trust yourself. Naturally, as a human being living in a dynamic, moving, always changing, that was totally redundant, world, (laughs) you are 
exposed to tons of stimulation and information and ideas and energies and emotions. And at any moment, you can come back to your mind, body, heart center and remember your truth in the midst of whatever chaos is going around. Acknowledging that sometimes it feels very challenging to get to the stillness in the middle of our hearts. And my voice is here to remind you that the stillness never leaves. We just have to remember it and tune into it. Taking another breath, I want to invite you to send out a prayer. There is both the listening and the receiving of meditation, and then there is the asking of the prayer. And so take a moment to think about what you desire without any judgment and send that prayer out into infinite love. A prayer for peace, a prayer for wisdom, a prayer for healing, a prayer for centeredness. And finally, I want you to take a few breaths of gratitude. Notice what is working, that right now you're able to hear the sound of my voice, that your breath is moving in and out. And instead of sending panic or anxiety into an anxious world, let's take a moment and send some gratitude. And then I want you to send yourself some gratitude for doing the work, for being conscious, for being mindful. And, and not for being perfect. It's okay to not be perfect. You're not supposed to be. You are perfect as an imperfect, wobbly human being. It's okay to wobble. And I want you to send yourself some love and gratitude for being mindful, for engaging in your own life, your own emotions, your own world intentionally. Take a nice deep breath in, coming back to the present moment. Thank you for spending time with me today, for letting me share my heart and show my work with you. I hope this helped you. Um, 
these six things and then the meditation to help you get back to center when we are living in chaotic times. And for all I know, the rest of life will be chaotic and we will always be able to find peace inside. I love you guys. Thanks for spending time with me. I'll see you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out Soulful Success. It's my online coaching membership community where we dive deep into the practices of being and doing that help you create your unique version of soulful success in the world. It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.soulfulsuccess.info. That's S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L-S-U-C cess.info soulfulsuccess.info as always thanks for listening totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them also i always appreciate your reviews it's like podcast currency it's like a tip in the jar saying thanks And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.